Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Roll it up, Jake. But uh, Super Mario Wonder, like the new 2D Super Mario game, like the like the first videos came out for it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It looks looks amazing. Yeah, to the point that I yeah. I think I I think I'm gonna get back in on Super Mario Odyssey and try and like beat it like in the next like little bit mm. here. And we'll, we'll see we'll see how I do. But yeah, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. So so so. So far today, show so far today, uh, our friend Colin Wilson from the Action Network, Big Bets on Campus podcast, will join us next hour. Ryan Horvath, our teammate here from BetQL Network on BetMGM Tonight and the Weekend Tailgate, will join us at 5.40 p.m. Eastern Time. Ken Barkley's entire college football card for week number one, Lockmas, coming up 20 minutes from now to kick off hour number three. MVP, Defensive Player of the Year in the NFL, still to come, and all our bets for tonight in the final segment of the show. But joining us right now, we love having him on the show talking soccer. Our good friend Anthony DeBundo from the Action Network. He is on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. He's been awesome breaking down the Women's World Cup, awesome breaking down the English Premier League. And uh, earlier today, we had the group stages drawn, the groups drawn in the Champions League. So we know what all the groups are going to be. And we've got futures prices right now at BetMGM. And even if Anthony doesn't have a bet, we'd like to get his analysis, which we will over the course of this interview. Anthony, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. How's it going? Yeah, good to be back. Uh, exciting day. Champions League group stage day is always uh, very exciting. And, you know, we don't have group odds up yet, uh, but there's already some teams that I think will open at certain prices or maybe uh, undervalued in the market that we may be able to jump on here and teams from looking to play against. And maybe the best Champions League group I've ever seen uh, was drawn today. So pretty exciting. Well, yeah, just give us a couple of those observations. I mean, from a you know, a, a market standpoint, obviously, like which teams are drawn against who in certain groups can affect who wins the Champions League, although maybe maybe not at this stage, that might be more like in the quarterfinal round or later on when it's like two heavyweights. But to your point, kind of a maybe a group of death has emerged. So kind of detail, you know, maybe like your one or two biggest betting takeaways from the uh, the way the groups were drawn today. Yeah, so four of the top 17 teams in the world uh, by my numbers and kind of how the ratings go across the top five leagues were drawn in the same group. You have PSG, Dortmund, Milan, Newcastle United making their return to, this, to the Champions League. And I think that uh, that group, because of how the, the draw worked out, is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I mean, PSG has, has quietly turned over its team a lot. It's no longer the you know Mbappe, Messi, Neymar team, which I thought was constantly overvalued by the market. Uh, and bet against them frequently. They did bring in some new pieces 
with Gonzalo Ramos, and it looks like Kolomuani may come in uh, from Frankfurt. That, that's going to be decided within the next few hours. Uh, but PSG has quietly turned over its squad and, and brought in a manager that I think will make them a little better. Uh, Dortmund is a team I'm looking to play against often early in the season. I think they have real holes that they haven't addressed. Uh, and Milan is a team that their attack could take a step forward. And Newcastle is a really fun underdog because they are a natural at playing without the ball, winning it high, and turning over and running in transition. And that's where they're going to be able to do a lot of this in this group against PSG and Dortmund especially. So I think it's going to be a very fascinating group. And uh, I think both favorites, PSG and Dortmund, are very vulnerable. Uh, I'm not even sure how much of a favorite Dortmund's going to be over Newcastle. Uh, I have Newcastle projected as about even with them and team strength. We will talk about Newcastle's game in the EPL coming up this weekend in a little bit against Brighton. But for people that don't know, Christian Pulisic, the American, is now like one of the guys spearheading the attack for AC Milan and has scored a couple goals already this season. So I think the bottom will become like one of the favorite teams of American soccer fans, obviously, because Pulisic plays there. So you gave us the breakdown on the group of death right now in the Champions League. Anything else stand out? And again, like numbers not available to win the groups, but I feel like this information's great, right? So when numbers do come out and markets do open, maybe our listeners and viewers will have a head start. Um, anything else stand out? Yeah, Galatasaray was the other team that I was kind of interested on in where they would end up in this group here. They've they spent a lot of money kind of building up their squad uh, and have some, you know, older names, guys you may have heard of uh, in the in the group. You know, Dries Mertens is there. Lucas Torreira is there. Uh, Yilmaz is there. So they've, they've built up a, a decent team. Uh, Mauro Icardi also there, which is kind of funny. But they, you know, they actually have some pretty impressive underlying numbers. They've gotten a ton of talent, uh, whether it's Demerbay from Leverkusen, uh, Sergio Oliveira. Like, they've spent on guys who could still play in the top five level, uh, Angelino as well. And they're, they're putting up numbers that make them a very live underdog in that group with Bayern and United and Copenhagen. Uh, Copenhagen's a pretty weak pot three team. Uh, United has certainly had their issues early in the season. United, of course, the better team than Galatasaray. But uh, if Galatasaray uh, is able to get them early before United sorts out their problems, I think Galatasaray is certainly live in that group. Uh, Arsenal got a pretty gifted group here. PSV lost a couple of their top players uh, in Group B. Uh, and Sevilla was one of the weaker Pot 1 teams as well. So Arsenal should be a pretty clear favorite there. Uh, Union Berlin is going to be really difficult for both Napoli and Madrid in that group. Um, that will still probably, I like the chalk there, Napoli and Real Madrid to advance. Uh, and, you know, uh, Manchester City, the champions, get a pretty favorable group with uh, Red Star Belgrade, always a difficult away day. Young boys uh, in the group, the Swiss team, but uh, they're, they're pretty confidently going to advance there, I think, too. Uh, and Feyenoord, you know, people are going to overlook that team in that group, uh, Group E with Atletico and Lazio and, and Celtic. But Feyenoord had some very impressive underlying numbers, love their manager, think they're going to be a really tough out in that group as well. Uh, very fun attacking firepower. So don't count out Feyenoord in Group E, looking to maybe back out Tassarai in Group A, and, and who knows with Group F, it's going to be a lot of fun. Anthony, why don't we switch gears here and do the Premier League? Obviously, you've come on with us the last couple of weeks and given out some bets for the matches. We'll do individual match bets here in a second. I know there's a couple of matches that you like, but just through a few match days here, any kind of you know, macro observations about how the league has taken shape. I try to compare this to like the sports that I follow. So in college football, it's like, how did the rules affect scoring? Like, is it, you know, not that the clock is, is not stopping as much. Are there more unders? Is there anything that kind of big picture in the Premier League is scoring up? Is it more competitive than you were expecting? Just any kind of big picture observations. I think early on in the season, this stuff's always really interesting. Yeah, there's two big things. Uh, one is that red cards are very much up. Uh, and, you know, I think it's just noise. It's been a few matches. We've had a lot of... Uh, 
denial of goal scoring opportunity red cards. There's been a, a lot more second yellows going around. Uh, and that is interesting because if there's been, you know, a quiet initiative to uh, book more people that we don't know about, that certainly has had a massive impact on game state and, and has a massive impact on matches and also hurts. I, I root against red cards in all shapes and form because it, it gives us less information. You know, Liverpool has played two of its three matches. One, they were up a man for or down a man, large portions of it. And then once again, down a man for large portions of it last week against Newcastle. Uh, in a game we don't talk about anymore because I had Newcastle and they blew it. But uh, that's the first big takeaway is the red cards are up. I think it's just noise, but certainly something to watch as we go further. The second thing, and this is something that I mentioned before the year and, and we talked about on our show on Wonder Goal, if we really liked how much the top eight had really done this summer in terms of their business and, and spent a lot of money, uh, and there's a good chance that we've kind of hollowed out the middle class here in the Premier League and that the bottom team's all got worse. The top teams all got better. And that it's actually going to be a pretty imbalanced league this year with the bottom teams being much worse than normal. And we've already seen that with the three newly promoted teams have all had really terrible underlying performances. Uh, even teams like Everton, uh, Wolves have shown some flashes, but don't look great. So a lot of these teams in the bottom six, seven, uh, may be worse than normal. And that will have an impact on, you know, how much uh, underdogs are, are getting beat down in this league this year. And, and so uh, you're seeing that already with some of the beatdowns that Luton and Sheffield and, and Burnley have taken. You better, you bet here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday. We are talking the EPL. We just talked some Champions League with our friend Anthony DeBundo from the Action Network on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. Um, unfortunately, I am going to talk about that Newcastle-Liverpool game from last weekend for a second. It's ridiculous. Newcastle up 1-0, Liverpool down a man, and Liverpool, Darwin Nunez, the Uruguayan, pulls two goals out of his derriere at the very end, and Liverpool steal the three points on the road. Brighton lose 3-1 to West Ham also. Now these two teams... Uh, doing battle this weekend, Newcastle and Brighton. We'll get to Arsenal and Man United in a second here. We don't have a ton of time, so maybe like a minute here for this, Anthony, so we can do Arsenal, Man U. Newcastle, Brighton, what do you got this weekend? This is a classic matchup of, uh, you know, I don't love the matchup for Brighton because Newcastle can do a lot of the things that West Ham did. They can defend compact, let Brighton have the ball, uh, sit in the penalty area, and then when they do turn over Brighton, expose what is a pretty clearly weak transition defense for the Seagulls that's been on display against Wolves. It was on display last week when West Ham put up 3XG despite keeping uh, less than 25% of the possession, which is pretty remarkable and, and extremely efficient and, and hard to replicate repeatedly in the league. But Newcastle has that blueprint and can probably do a lot of the same things. Like That's an area where they've really excelled. But... Uh, you compare that to what the market has done here, where Newcastle is actually now a road favorite at Brighton. And, and I don't have much of a gap between these two teams in my ratings. Uh, and, and Newcastle did lose Sven Botman to injury. One of the biggest things last year, they stayed remarkably healthy defensively. No Botman, now you have a question there. And I think they're not good enough to be a road favorite. So I did bet Brighton third time this year for me. I, I avoided them last week. I thought the market was kind of onto them. Uh, but it, they downgraded them again, and I disagree. So I took the goals. Uh, let's close here, Anthony. Your betting thoughts on Arsenal and Manchester United. Uh, this game coming up on Sunday, right? Arsenal and Man U. Yeah, matchup of the weekend. Arsenal and United, two teams I was lower than the market on coming into the year, and they've both kind of scuttled a little bit to start. The biggest question for this one is the team news, though. Arsenal, Gabriel Jesus may be back. Uh, Alexander Zinchenko may be back. And that would move Ben White to right back. They were playing Thomas Party there against Fulham. It doesn't really work in build-up. And United wants to turn you over, and then they can exploit Parde. But if Zinchenko and White are the fullbacks, I think Arsenal will have a lot of success 
building up against United, getting into the penalty area. And United is dealing with a ton of injuries right now. Uh, Varane going out, Luke Shaw going out. So they're they're really down to bare bones defensively. That being said, they may get Rasmus Hoyland back, their, their striker they just signed from Atalanta. He may start, may come off the bench. That's a huge boost to the attack. I do like Arsenal here if we're seeing, I'm going to wait for team news, but Zinchenko and White are able to start. I think that raises Arsenal's defensive floor a lot, and they're much better than United and at home. So minus 115 is a little short for me. The Gunners minus 135 right now at BetMGM to win the game. Anthony, in 10 seconds here, any other bet in Europe this weekend in soccer that you like in literally 10 seconds? Gladbach plus one and a half against Bayern Munich at home. Look up the record between these two teams in the last few years. It doesn't make any sense, but it is remarkable. Uh, and uh, I like the Foles at home catching a goal and a half. I just like how, like, I ask that question every week, and every week I absolutely am obsessed with the answer that Anthony gives us. Like Anthony's <laughs> tour of Europe. Dorman stayed end. under last week. Yeah. ended 1-1. And you uh, messaged me about it. Like, it's, you, 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 he's been killing it, man. It's been awesome. At Anthony DeBundo on Twitter. Check out the uh, the podcast, Wonder Goal. Uh, my friend, we appreciate it. Wishing you the best of luck with your bets this weekend. And we'll catch up with you next week here talking soccer on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our good friend, Anthony DeBundo, joining us here. I, 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 I love that segment. I just really Oh, love yeah. It. The breath of fresh air. It's good. Uh, speaking of breath of fresh air, for the first time in a long time, Lochmas, Ken Barkley's college football bets coming up.